It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Welcome to the Soul Amplified Podcast. I am Vanessa Grace, your host, and I'm so excited to be here with you today to talk about codependency, our third installment of this topic. Today, I'm going to talk about codependency in relationships, as in marriages, partnerships, long-term relationships, just, you know, the person that you're in love with and how codependency can look like and behave like in those relationships in mild ways and very extreme ways. When a person first begins to discover that they are codependent, it is usually because there is a glaring situation in front of them where they really are starting to feel the effects that I talk about that I talked about last podcast in podcast two with um, having like health problems and just really feeling like they're not themselves. And they start to search around for what the problem is. And they may start to feel um, overwhelmed by the need to care for and acquiesce to this other person in their life. And they know that it's unhealthy, but they don't know exactly what to do about it or what it even means and how these different weird parts that don't make sense to them do actually fit together. And so this is for you, the people who are in the relationships that it sounds um, confusing what to do about it. There is again, um, kind of a scale of intensity around how kind of messed up the codependency can look. Um, and I'm actually going to start with the most extreme situations that a person could be in and kind of mm, scale it back from there. So when a person is in a codependent partnership, especially if they live with the person, what it can feel like and look like is fear of not knowing what will happen if you tell the other person no or fear of what will happen because they are unpredictable and this can mean that the other person may have a chemical dependence issue they might have some sort of addiction they may have some sort of mental health problem um, whether or not it's diagnosed, I mean, you can normally tell if something feels off, um, with how healthy a person's thinking and emotions are. There can, there can be a lot of reasons why, um, the partner may have erratic behavior, but it's normally going to fall under like addiction issues, mental health problems, and there could even be an actual health issue where they can't do certain things for themselves and so they do need actual help. And so this can mean 
that the codependent person, the codependent person in the partnership, constantly feels like they are there to tread water and just try and survive until it passes. They can feel like they are there to really help their partner overcome this and take it up as their mantle to solve it for them. They can vacillate between, I'm going to fix this, I'm just going to get through this, this will pass, I'm going to leave them. And it's so deeply, deeply painful just be switching between these difficult places because there's usually still a deep love for this person, but there's also usually a deep, um, almost like fusion with them where if you imagine like how trains couple together and it links up and um, they hold that tension where they balance each other, it gives the codependent person a way to be helpful and it gives the the person who can't see their own light someone to help them and they are in this dance together that they know how to do even before they met one another um, and because they have found each other they can continue that dance and so the codependent person can cycle through all of these different um, thought processes that aren't even necessarily conscious on their conscious level about what they need to be doing. When you are in this situation, you feel like you are in survival mode. And so whatever will cause the current situation to stop and be less um, chaotic is almost uh, the choice that is made, even if it means acquiescing to the other person who maybe has unrealistic or almost what feels like insane expectations or requests. So an example would be um, erratic behavior while someone is using their substances in an addiction situation at home. And you, you just want it to stop. And so even if they have unrealistic or kind of kooky things that they want done, like let's do all the dishes in the house or everyone has to go to bed, but it's seven o'clock or it's midnight, but everybody needs to get up and we're going to have waffles right now because I want waffles. That's the kind of erratic things that can happen in a home that have substance use. Um, and that's just some random examples that I, that I know have happened to people. Um, but when you're in the moment, you don't know what's going to happen if you say no, or if you try and push back. And so the gathering the strength to push back seems almost impossible to gather that together, like in your heart and soul. And so the person can end up bending to those circumstances and the will of the, the person with the issue. Um, and they can become codependent um, in those circumstances to just survive. Um, the way out of that is to begin setting boundaries. Um, I'm actually going to save that whole conversation for week four because boundary setting is a whole, uh, a whole conversation in and of itself. And so this is why I'm talking about there being a lot of fear involved in 
having a codependent relationship in having a codependent relationship with your partner. Um, and so, like I said, the codependent person just keeps bending to the will, even if it of, of their partner, even if it's random and doesn't make sense. Part of that can be keeping keeping it a secret that there is chaos happening at home. And once you choose to begin to share with others that there is chaos at home and that it is stressful and tiring and tear-filled for you, there can be a release of now at least I can be honest and have support and, and admit it to myself that that is happening. And that is just so powerful. And so if you are a person who is thinking that it's time for you to begin opening up, I encourage you to find support either in a local codependency group um, called CODA. Um, they have Codependence Anonymous. And you can also find many groups online, one of them which happens to be mine. It's a Facebook group. It's called facebook.com slash groups slash enlightened boss lady. We talk about many things in that group, one of which is codependency. So that would be a safe place to come and observe, participate, and share if you feel ready to share. Normally when you're beginning the journey of discovering if you are codependent and what you are going to do about it, the first thing that you do is you find a place to listen and learn. And if this happens to be the place that you listen and learn, I welcome your lovely soul to this place and you can just snuggle in and begin to learn all about how to heal yourself. And when you are ready to speak, you can find a local place or you can join my group. Whatever is going to serve you is what I want. Before you can set boundaries, which again, I'll talk about next week, you have to even be aware of when you're doing something that isn't healthy for you. Something that it's like your body and your soul know that this is actually not what you want. And your body and soul will tell you when that is happening, but it can get buried underneath all of the complex emotions that are happening from living with a person who is dysregulated. And so I'm going to give you some little tidbits, some little tips of what you can start noticing about yourself so that you could notice, oh, I'm actually not even listening to what I want right now because I'm so focused on surviving this moment. So the first things that you want to notice are your body. Am I feeling resentment right now? Is my stomach upset, but I haven't eaten any weird food? Um, am I starting to think things that are angry or hateful towards the person? Am I feeling inauthentic towards myself and that one can well all of these can be hard but that one is especially hard because feeling authentic can get so lost in the survival and just trying to tread water that you don't even know what that feels like anymore authenticity 
It's like this elusive thing that you can try and reach towards. And yet when you almost touch it, it like evaporates and you're like, what is authenticity? And that is a bigger topic to come back to. But if you can feel, I don't know who I am, but I know what is inauthentic. That's an, another um, signal for you. Um, and if you are experiencing some sort of discomfort, all of those are signs that you are not happy with what is happening and that you need to set a boundary and just begin noticing what your body is telling you if you're having resentment and if you're having um, angry, hateful, resentful thoughts about not being happy about the situation. And once you start to notice these, they can start to like glom together, like and they can start glom together in like little themes of the types of things that you're uncomfortable with. And then you can start to discover what it is that you need. The thing with being codependent is that it's almost like you forget what it's like to have a need or to know what your need is. Because you're so focused on taking care of the other. And remember, I said today that I was going to talk about relationships and I was going to talk about the most extreme situations first. So this could be a person who has totally lost themselves in keeping the secret from everyone else that there is chaos in their home or um, helping to care for a person who has maybe a medical issue. And so they lose themselves in the process of all the, the mental and actual calendar and lies and gymnastics that has to happen to keep that secret and to prevent that person from causing even more chaos in the home and then even more chaos outside the home that the public would view. And so they can lose what it is to be themselves and know who they are because there's just so much work involved in covering everything up and then to find a half a second for them to, you know, like make food and do standard living stuff. So remember, I'm talking about the most extreme situations now. And so when they start to get back to, or when you start to get back to listening to yourself, that can be a scary thing to do because you have not done it in so long. But beginning to do that is the beginning of you becoming an aware codependent rather than a trapped codependent. And you want to be an aware codependent because once you become an aware codependent, you can make the changes in your life slowly and at the speed that suit you so that you no longer feel like you are living your life for other people. You are here on earth and have a purpose. This podcast is called Soul Amplified because I believe that all humans have souls. We all have a soul and we all came here to have some sort of experience or to do something. And maybe I don't understand that thoroughly. Well, I probably don't understand that thoroughly, but I don't think that we're meant to come here 
and be invisible and small. I feel like we're meant to come here and shine our light. And so a codependent person who is becoming more aware is beginning to shine more of their light and letting that light vibrate out and around and out of them to be goodness to others around them without having to um, be invisible, which is kind of what codependency almost feels like sometimes, is being um, invisible. Now, you could get a lot of praise for all the good things that you do as a codependent person. There's a lot of praise in it, but it might not be authentic. And so that is what makes it still invisible if there's still a lot of praise. And so you being in this relationship with a complicated person who has maybe random and um, uh, illogical expectations, you becoming aware is the beginning of your healing and the beginning of your spiritual awakening. Now, if you are interested in hearing more, definitely join me next week as I talk about uh, boundaries and how to set boundaries, what boundaries look like, and how do we know when it's time to start setting our boundaries. Again, as always, I have my free webinar on the connection between codependency and entrepreneurship. I do think that this webinar is good for anybody, not just entrepreneurs because um, it targets some pieces that everyone needs to know about. And if you want to work more closely with me, you can apply through the end of that webinar and fill out an application to work with me in my larger program, which is uh, 10 different lessons that dives really, really deep into all the different parts of our lives about how codependency impacts us and is a life-changing experience to go through. I wouldn't just call it a lesson. It's definitely an experience. And so with that, I bid you adieu and wish you well. Blessings. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.